even if Alistair did have a parole paper signed by some Yankee officer. We ain't got, he sighed, swallowed, tried again. I don't have any coffee. Nothing but smoke and skeeters, he thought bitterly. I do, Alistair blinked. Bacon, too, and six ears of sweet corn. Behind Alistair came the metallic click of Beans Kimbrough's pea-shooter pistol. Invite him in, Beans whispered. Well, Alistair licked his lips. He wanted to warn his wayfarer to keep on riding, that if he came into this camp he might wind up dead, but the stranger had already dismounted and was leading his horse off the road and into the clearing. I mean you lads no harm, the man said. With the fire in front of him and smoke burning his eyes, Alistair couldn't really see the man, but he could hear just fine. Lads, he had said, plural. Either of you, the stranger continued, you at the fire and you in the mud with the revolver. He wrapped the reins around a bush and stepped closer to the fire, extending his hands as if to warm himself. Slowly, Alistair rose. The stranger smiled. He cut quite the figure. An inch or two taller than Alistair, but well short of matching Beans Kimbrough's height. Sandy hair, a plumed hat set at a rakish angle, waxed mustache. Eyes a brilliant blue with lids that drooped and made him look serious or sad, Alistair couldn't quite make up his mind as to which. His unbuttoned jacket was gray, with yellow French braids stitched onto the sleeves. Tan trousers stuck inside black boots and slipped inside a yellow sash was a brace of pistols, the ivory grips reflecting the flames of the fire. The coffee and grub are in my saddlebags, he said. I even have the necessaries for cooking, if you will accept my company this evening. I thought I might continue on north, but since the weather remains hot and I have ridden far already and alone, I decided company would be delightful. I also have a volume of Shakespeare I can read for my meals. He had an easy way to make you relax, spoke like a schoolteacher. Seems we should be reading to you, Alistair said, you providing the food and all. The man slapped his palms together and laughed. Then I choose Hamlet. He looked over Alistair's shoulder into the woods and Alistair knew he sought out beans. Shall I gather the food or keep riding? Fetch the chow, Beans Kimbrough stepped out of the dark. The man slapped his hands again and returned to his fine black mare while Beans moved beside Alistair, slipping the little colt into his pocket. When the stranger returned with the saddlebags and a canvas sack, Beans straightened and his hand gripped the weapon's butt. My name, the newcomer said, is Charlie Hart. The gun reappeared in Beans' hand. Funny, he said. I recollect it as Wilson Cantrell. He pulled the hammer back to full cock and pointed the barrel over the fire and into the mustached man's face. The stranger was a cool one. Alistair had to give him that. All he did was grin. Quantrill, actually, the man said, and William, not Wilson. Ignoring the pistol, he lowered the saddlebags and squatted, opening one, retrieving coffee, small pot, and two cups. They'd have to share. Next, he dumped the corn from the canvas sack and opened the other leather pouch, pulling out a wrapped slab of bacon and a skillet. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Romeo and Juliet, Alistair heard himself saying. Quantrill or Charlie Hart, whoever he was, 
looked up from unwrapping the bacon, those eyes sparkling in appreciation before he finally turned his attention to Beans Kimbrough, who hadn't lowered the revolver or eased off the trigger. You have me at a disadvantage, young man. You know me by any of my names, but I cannot quite place your face, which, trust me, is rare for me. Last December, I was at my Uncle Morgan's plantation when you come by. The sandy-haired man nodded at the memory, drew a knife from a sheath hidden somewhere on his back, and began carving thick slices of bacon. Then you know, Quantrill said, without looking up, that I saved your uncle's property and his life. There are those, Bean shot back out, that figured maybe we should have hung you. Hanged is the correct usage, young man. He dropped the slices into the skillet. Let us not mince words, gentlemen. Do I take my bacon, coffee, and corn elsewhere and perchance find a more hospitable pair with whom to pass the evening?